Your favorite band's about to play a sold-out show. You got in... Over here! ...with a friend and found a spot close enough to see the set list. They're definitely playing your song. When you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. If you look around, there are so many ways to make a difference. At Capella University, our FlexPath format gives you a different way to earn your degree. Take courses at your speed. Move on whenever you're ready. Education should fit your life. Learn more at capella.edu. And welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. I am Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Now, if you'd like to uh, send me an email, it's very simple, exxon at exxonradiotv.com on all social media sites, TV. And if you'd like to find out what we have going on, the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. And for the Exxon TV show, just go to simultv.com, go to the channels, and click on the Exxon TV show. It's that plain. It's that simple. And um, I've, I must tell you, I'm very excited to have my guest on this hour. Her name is Cooch Daniels, and we've had the pleasure of having Cooch on the show a number of times. Uh, she has been obtained. Uh, she obtained her MA in psychology from SSU. is a professional intuitive living in San Francisco Bay Area. Early in life, Cooch studied tarot cards, symbols, and laid the groundwork for developing her life path teaching the tarot. Now, Cooch has two new books out. She has one that is actually available right now. It's entitled "Awakening the Chakras: The Seven Energy Centers in Your Daily Life." And a new book that is coming out that we are going to be talking to Cooch about this hour, Sacred Mysteries, The Chakras, Oracles. And, and it's not a book, Exonation. Nation. They're actually cards uh, or oracles or, hey, Cooch, help me out here. How would you describe The Sacred Mysteries? Okay, well, The Sacred Mysteries is an oracle divination deck. And it, there's 49 beautifully illustrated mm-hmm cards with mystical tantric symbols from um from taken from the masters in the himalayas actually so they're all very symbolic keyed into the himalayan um, tantric system and there is actually 49 cards but there's a guidebook that goes with them to help people understand how to use them and what the symbols represent and for people who don't understand chakras chakras it's a philosophy a yogic philosophy that is a a way to interconnect with your inner world Mm -hmm. and learn more about the truth that vibrates within you and the more that you connect with your chakras the more awareness you have more self-awareness more understanding of how you are fine-tuned inwardly and how to raise your consciousness or your vibrational energy. So chakras are a path of um, inner wisdom Mm -hmm. and evolution of consciousness. How did you get involved in all of this, and how did you discover the chakras, and what what was it that inspired you to write about them? Well, my life path has been... I've always been fascinated with the supernatural mm-hmm. and the the mystical truths and searching for what is truly mystical and not of the ordinary logical mind um, that has validity. 
I started studying with um, a tantric scholar oh, many, many, many moons ago. Let's see, probably about um, 38 years ago. He's passed to the other side, but before he passed, he and I were working on a tarot deck together. Unfortunately, as it was coming together, he did pass to the other side, and his tantric system, he brought in a lot of awareness about um, chakras. He taught, he came to the West every year and taught chakras. He had a book out on the energy centers, what they mean and how the West can use it to improve their their awareness of self. And mm-hmm. his book that he wrote was the father of my books, which are his children, actually. But uh, many of the books that people read and can get at present time on chakras follow his teachings. He pretty much brought chakras alive to the this new wave of yogic past followers that's so popular right now. He was one of the forefathers. Early in the 19th century, it was Ledbetter who brought the chakra awareness to the West, but he was very formal and didn't have a, a large following. He wasn't really trying to promote chakras, but he was one of the early people who brought the awareness that something called chakras exist and that they can actually be worked with internally. And for people who don't know what chakra means, it means wheel or vortex. And it's a wheel because they turn, they, they, um, they're like a wheel that spins, mm-hmm. a spinning wheel. And there's seven of them that sit uh, superimposed alongside the spine. Actually, there's more than seven, but there's seven main ones that the West uh, learns about. And um, the more you understand your internal vibration, the more awareness you can have about how to create inner calmness and be more in touch with your inner truth, with the connecting with these wheels of life or these inner vibrational fields. So where did the chakras originate? Did, did they originate in, in Tibet? Did they originate or were they discovered in Tibet or discovered in India? Where was the focus, focal point or the birth point of the realization that these, the chakras were real and they could actually make such a change in a person's life? The teachings for the chakras were verbally handed down in the Himalayas mm-hmm. Somewhere between India and Tibet. So, you know, if it was Tibet or India, what side of the border, I'm not sure. Somewhere up in the mountains where many um, rishis or sages would hide and study and go into deep meditation. And they brought this awareness that had been passed down. So the teacher I was studying with, uh, Harish Ohari, had his teachings passed down from his guru and his guru had learned from his guru and they followed the lineage of teachings for about 5,000 years that it had been passed down. So this knowledge has been sacred and really concentrated in the Himalayas or um, northern India um, for, you know, thousands of years. But just like people weren't aware of yoga and people weren't doing hatha yoga and there wasn't mm-hmm. this yogic movement to improve our health and make us super fit and um, 
I mean, yoga has taken off in our society in present time. It sure time. has, yeah. Well, it, 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 you know, 20 years ago, it, it was barely in our consciousness. Well, the chakras weren't in our consciousness either, unless you were really like, like diving into tantric yoga because it's connected with tantric yoga. But the tantric yoga in the Himalayas is totally different than how we perceive a tantric yoga in the West. In the West, we think it's, oh, well, let's experience like the ultimate sex and mm-hmm. have a cosmic experience through our sexual um, enjoyment of the pleasure of sex. But in the Himalayas, when they talk about Tantra, they're on a, the opposite side of the world, and it's an opposite perspective, which is total discipline. You don't have sex. You save that sexual energy and harness it to push up through your inner core to create enlightenment or to you know reach for enlightenment. So they have a totally different understanding of Tantra. Or when you study Tantra in traditional forms or in the... In the via Sanskrit, it's it's not really about enjoyment of sex. It's more about disciplining your your sense your senses so that you can be totally fine tuned to how to awaken to a higher level of consciousness. But both are real okay. because to the people who practice tantra in our society, they're trying to improve awareness through sex or tap into the cosmos through having sexual uh, connections. But in the East, it's like, no, 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 you not that. That's not how you do it. Well, where, where, so where did the idea get turned around that, that chakras and tantra was all about sex? Was it, was it when it came onto this side of the ocean? There was, uh, there have been, even in the East, there's like, it's called the East, uh, the right path and the left path. And they have very long Sanskrit names, which I can't remember. But All right, we're going to have to take our commercial here, Cooch. Please stand by. Okay. And Dexonation, um, my guest this hour is Cooch Daniel. She has to, she has a book that's out available entitled Awakening the Chakras, the Seven Energy Centers in Your Daily Life. And the new book that is coming out shortly is entitled The Sacred Mysteries, the Chakra Oracle. And Cooch and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break as we continue here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't forget, you can visit us online at www.xzbn.net and you can tune into some of the other great programming we have available for you 24-7, 365. And on television, the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. And this week's feature movie is The War of the Worlds. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. Welcome back, everyone. Cooch Daniels is our special guest this hour. And if you'd like to find out more about Cooch, visit her website at www.cybermystic.com. And she is the author of a book that's currently out. She has many books out, but we're talking about Awakening the Chakras, 
the seven energy centers in your daily life, and also sacred mysteries, the chakras oracle. And uh, when again is the chakras, uh, the sacred mysteries going to be out again, Cooch? Hopefully the end of this month. It's supposed to be out the, like the very end of July. So I'm, right. I'm trying to be patient. I'm mm-hmm. learning patience and waiting to see if it really does come out at the end of July. But I have been sent a copy, so I, I have a preview copy, so I know it's, it's getting closer. Kucha. And I love playing with it. It's like, oh, my gosh, to have my, to have my own Oracle deck, it's like, oh, my gosh. But I should say, like, I write with my partner, Victor Daniels, mm-hmm. and for the, the chakra work that we've been doing, we have been working with the, the artist, Peter Velterveed, who is this amazing mystical artist who has the most beautiful paintings of the chakras that are creating the Oracle deck and also illustrations inside Awakening the Chakras. So it's a three-person team at this point to get these books out. So how does the, how does the Oracle work? Oracle in ancient times mm-hmm. was getting out of your logical mind and divining by connecting with the divine. Divination, the word divine is in the word divination. So you're trying to communicate with the divine. Mm-hmm. And because the chakras by their nature are a path, when you understand the path, the, philo- the philosophy and the disciplines that go with connecting with your chakras, it's a path to awakening your connection with the divine. So the cards take one step into trying to give people a tool where they can actually play with these chakra images and the divinities that are related with each of the different seven chakras and being able to look at the images and the cards have different words that are connected with the the qualities of each of the seven different chakras and um it's just like using tarot cards oh, really? or any other kind of oracle. You're trying to hear messages from your intuition, your subconscious, and get a understanding that you might not have if you weren't trying to communicate with the divine or use an oracle. All right, so how can understanding your chakras, how can it help your daily life? Because you, they're keys to seeing into yourself mm-hmm. and understanding your, your feelings on a vibrational level because the chakras are vibrations. Okay. So when people are learning about their chakras, they're, they're moving away from words mm-hmm. and trying to when you really work with the chakras, you're not working with words. I mean, you start working with words because that's how we understand anything. We're verbal and we talk to ourselves in our mind. But when you start meditating on them and trying to connect with them, you're feeling the energy and the energy is a vibration. And so you're connecting with your inner vibration and each of the seven chakras the lowest one is the root chakra, which is at the base of the spine, which connects with our security. So if you're trying to learn more about your associations or your feelings and how you connect or ground with the earth, you meditate on your first chakra. And you go 
after time, and if you're willing to work long enough or go deep enough, mm-hmm. then you're getting in touch with the feeling that you have that is the foundation of your psychic reality in how you communicate to the world because it's your ego, your sense of security, your sense of self. So you have a stronger sense of how you, how you vibe to what your vibration is and how you can read your own vibes. When you understand your own vibration, you can read other people's vibrations easier. So you're kind of moving from a logical understanding of yourself more into like a feeling connection with yourself when you understand your chakras. But it can also be words or colors or senses. And when you're starting to work with them, it's, it's not necessarily, well, you're going to be intuitive about right. the feeling that is there. But um, the more you connect with how, you're, how the wheel of life within you spins, the more you can accelerate on the path that you want to go because you have more clarity about yourself. So are, are, is, it, is it possible that the, the wheel that you're talking about that is that is connected to or associated with chakras could be the very same wheel that Native American shaman talk about. There is a lot of similarities mm-hmm. between Native Americans and Eastern philosophers yeah. or sages. And even in their weavings and the colors that they use in their weavings, there's amazing comparisons. It looks like, oh my God, were they yeah. all in the same in the same country at one time, or were they communicating? Well, it seems that they were in the same mindset, and yeah, that the there mindset. certainly was mm-hmm. a, a spiritual connection, at the very least. You know, because I've seen the same uh, similarities between the Native Americans and the Mayans, as well as the, uh, the Eastern esoteric and mystics. Uh, there certainly is something to it, especially since, according to historians and those who are supposed to be the educated members of society, which I kind of laugh at these days, um, there was no way of, of, of communicating these, these different uh, similarities except through an unknown or unrecognized method of communication at that time. Uh, yeah, like they were unified. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially if you look at some of the... the intricate, complex patterns that they use, and it's like the same patterns yeah. that they're weaving in the Himalayas and they're using them in the Southwest. <laughs> you know, I was like, how did that, exactly. how did they make the same patterns? It's it's like, yeah, it's kind of... It's a mystery. It's awe-inspiring. Do the chakras only affect those who are alive or those who, or do those who have passed actually have a chakra connection as well? Oh, that's a really good question. And I, I've never heard about people on the other side using their chakras mm-hmm. or, you know, working on their chakras. On the other, as, I, I, guess, the I, guess my, I guess my question is, 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 is it possible that what we call a paranormal these days, you know, whether it be... Uh, paranormal activity or or a haunting or a spirit or a ghost, could this have something to do with the energy that might remain 
in a person after they pass. And what we're seeing is something to do with the chakras, the energy within. Only you would come up with a question like this. <laughs> I've never thought about it, Rob, to be honest. You know, anything is yeah. possible. I don't really have insight into that because I haven't. Yeah. Now I'm going to be thinking about it and trying to really give it some, you know, some deeper thought as to what are we seeing when ghosts appear yeah. or when there's communications on the other side. And or, or, it, or it's even, all about soul, or, you know, yeah. the soul has all of the impressions that is the spirit of mm -hmm. the... The soul of summer in Columbus. The long weekends, the return of festivals, the connection with friends on a rooftop under the stars, the just five more minutes while on an adventure with your tiny travelers. Long live summer and the exploration of Columbus's neighborhoods. Discover itineraries from your favorite Columbus residents like Jenny Britton and Coyote Peterson and learn how to make this summer one to remember. Plan every detail, every minute of summer at experiencecolumbus.com Slash live forward. Have you heard? Amazon is now hiring for their new site opening soon in New Albany. Be one of the first to take advantage of launching a new career at one of the best workplaces in the world. Being a part of Amazon includes great benefits and competitive pay, plus many opportunities for advancement. So get a new job today and kickstart a new career tomorrow. Learn more about the perks of working at a new Amazon site. Go to Amazon.com slash start now. Amazon is proud to be an equal opportunity employer. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Ghost, um, you know, that's on the other side or that we're, we connect with sightings of the, of the ghost yeah. energy. It, it's supposed to be the soul is still there. And that's, you know, the soul holds all of the chakras and all of the energy of the spirit. So it's a very deep question, yeah. and the answer could very well be yes, but I've never, you know, it's, the chakras are in animals. Animals have chakras. Horses have chakras. Mm -hmm. it's, it's almost like meridian points yeah. for, like, uh, Chinese medicine. Yeah. But it's a different system. But, you know, horses have meridian points. Horses have chakras. Maybe ghosts have them. I'm not, I've just never no, I, I, I never was heard anybody I was just talk to, about it. I was just trying to make a correlation between the the energy that paranormal investigators say uh, escapes us at the time of our passing, and if energy does exist in another way, and energy cannot be destroyed, maybe what we call the soul, maybe what we call energy is actually the energy of the chakras. And if that is so, then that would also give a plausible explanation to reincarnation. Well, it would certainly go hand in hand yeah. with it. And chakras are aligned on the spine from the mm -hmm. bottom to the very top. And the very top chakra, the crown chakra, the thousand petal lotus, that's supposedly where our soul comes in mm -hmm. before it goes into our being, and it's where our soul leaves. And 
when little babies are born, that opening that's at the very top of the head yeah. that's not closed, it's because the soul is still coming in, and there's still a communication with the divine, and the chakra energy is moving into placement. So maybe when the soul is leaving the body, it's taking all of the energy of the chakras with it as it leaves. So who knows? I, I love your question. No, it's a whole other. There you go. A whole nother book for you, Cooch. Stand by. We've yeah, got to take our news break book. at the bottom of the hour. Exxon Nation, Cooch Daniels is my very special guest, a good friend of not only myself, but of the Exxon Nation. Find out more about Cooch by going to her website, cybermystic.com. I'm Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon. Don't go away. Welcome back, everyone. The one and only Cooch Daniels is my very special guest this hour. For more information on Cooch, as well as uh, her books and so on, and all the great things she does, and I, you can probably go to her website and uh, book an online session with Cooch. Her website is www.cybermystic.com. All right, Cooch, we've been talking about, uh, let me see, chakras. We've talked about tantras. Um, let me ask you this. In your opinion, what is my dominant chakra? And, and no holds well, barred, as you know, and as the explanation knows, I'm very, I have an open book. I believe in being honest. And I think honesty and sincerity is what anyone in this business, the media, should practice. So give it your best. Well, that's a very unique perspective, you know. <laughs> well, um... When you're trying to tune into someone's chakras, it's, it, it's like doing a psychic reading or mm -hmm. an intuitive reading, and you send your third eye energy or your intuitive sense into the spine, and you go up the seven chakras. And so when I'm trying to do that over the phone with you, I keep getting the second chakra, the second chakra. And the second chakra is very important for... Um, kind of connecting with your emotions. It's more the fluetic or water medium that helps you dive into relationships or dive deeper into communications. And it, it really connects people with like an undying love of other people because you feel there's like an empathic or intuitive connection with others. So I kind of feel you very connected with your second chakra. And second chakra, they're not just psychic vibrational patterns, but these patterns affect how you feel in your body. So my question to you is, do you have like uh, something going on like with your lower left side of your spine? Do you have like a little, a little left back pain? Yeah, I do. In the lower left side? Yeah, I do. Well, see, that would connect with the second chakra. And so you might need to drink more water. Because water is the element in the second chakra, mm -hmm. and I'm feeling like there's a little congestion right there. So that might be 
you know, like tuning into you, tuning in the first chakra that jumped out was your second chakra. So that's why I'm asking how you feel physically in that location. Because the chakras also have connections with the that location in the body. That's where all mm-hmm. the nerve centers come that stimulate all the organs and the glands that are in that part of the body. So my sense is you need a little more water. Right. And to be a little more um, willing to flow in, with less attachment to where you're going. Because second chakra is water and it flows. But if you try to like hold where you're flowing or you mm-hmm. cling to, if you are a river, but you don't want to flow or you just want to like stick to one rock and you don't really want to flow, you just kind of like, you know, you like the beach where you're, getting the most sun, but you won't flow. Well, the water becomes stagnant. So you want to make sure when you're moving forward that you let yourself be unattached to being only in one frame of mind, but that you can like kind of go with the flow and be flexible to learning more about or feeling other people's realities without being either critical or judgmental, which I don't think you are, but it's kind of like going with the flow is a way of like increasing your, your frequency, how you vibrate in the second chakra. It's being more open to um, sharing intimately and being open without, without trying to be attached too much to holding on to only one perspective or the same perspective. It's like kind of pushing yourself to flow out into the cosmos with more openness and right. But it, and the but second it, but, is all about love. Ah, so it's here giving we yourself go. permission to love oh, without fear. I always do. I've been married I, for I a, such a number you. of such number of That's years. That's what I really and, like about you, actually. Yeah. What's that? I get the lover. Mm. I don't have to have my tarot cards to know you're the lover, Rob. Ah, l'amour. Ah, I can feel it. But I definitely feel the second chakra energy in with you might be your dominant chakra. Cool. Hey, you kind of hit everything dead on there, kiddo. Oh, that's sweet. I keep also getting that. Are you, are you trying to do some traveling abroad or something? I always love traveling abroad. <laughs> Oh, I, I know you're really attached to being home and doing the work that yeah. you're doing, but I'm feeling like you being called to, to possibly like Ireland or some some place. Like I keep getting um, funny, Viking. Funny you should mention that. Funny you should mention that because my wife and I were talking about going to Ireland, and I've been wanting to take the Viking River ro- uh, River tours. Oh, oh, see, that's yeah. the kind of stuff I'm getting with you. Yeah. And see, that's that, that's like second chakra. It's like flowing across the water, yeah. being open to new possibilities, or mm-hmm. you know, letting your mind travel to new perspectives. And then I kept getting like, um, yeah, I think you, I think that trip that you're talking about with your wife that it's getting closer to actually taking taking form. Well, I do hope so because I can use a vacation. Well, you just—you know—if if, if you don't take your vacation, nobody's yeah. going to give it to you. So you you better like you know kick yourself in the butt and tell yourself take it. Well, go right, for it. Right now, we're we're in the middle of a transition here because we're moving our studios and our corporate offices and our home to back to to Niagara. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, Talk you know, about flowing water. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And uh, where we're looking is right on Lake Erie. 
And we're looking forward to being back in Niagara where all this started some 35, 40 years ago. How exciting is that? It's pretty exciting. Okay, well then you have a good excuse not to travel right away. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be moving and shifting, but right. don't give up your travel dreams. Oh, I, 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 I promise you I will not. I will not. So I was, I was letting our listeners know that, uh, that you do this long distance, just like you did with me now. And uh, can people go to your website and set up um, um, you know, one-to-one consultations with you? Well, they can go to my website, but then they'll find my email address, oh. and they need to write to me because that's how I set up appointments is through email. So that's Misty Carts for you, and that's the letter U at yahoo.com. Yes, it is. Well, we're going to make sure we put that on your uh, your show notes for tonight. And uh, when, when somebody contacts you for a one-on-one reading or consultation, how long does it, how long does it usually take? I'm really. I let people let me know how long of a consultation mm-hmm. they want because some people are like, oh, if I could just get like one question, like sure. 15 minutes, and some people go, oh, well, how much do you charge for a half an hour? And some people go, I want an hour, and then it takes two hours because they don't stop talking and they keep asking more questions. So everybody's different, and I'm good at quick readings because there's so much to do, and I don't feel like I'm trying to like – push people into like talking to me for a long amount of time because there's, you know, I mean, there's so much to do. And if you can get the message quickly and, you know, if it helps, because my goal in working is to try to help people or help them find resolutions or clarity so that they can make their own choices. I'm not sitting there trying to make choices for people, but, um, you know, however long the reading takes. How do you, I'm sorry, how how do you deal with that when somebody wants you as an intuitive or as a reader, to make their life decisions for them? How do you deal with that? I have to be very, very careful because a reader, not just myself, but any reader, can Mm -hmm. get in a lot of trouble if they make a decision for somebody and then they don't like it or it's you know, they get a call two weeks later saying, it was the wrong decision and you made that decision for me. So we really have to be from my personal experience, you have to not overstep your boundaries by thinking that you know what's best for other people. So I, I pretty much try to stay on top of that as much as humanly possible. I, I can still get in trouble, just like right now it's Mercury retrograde. And so I can say, you know, in fact, I just got in trouble with somebody the last Mercury retrograde, so it's very fresh in my mind. I said, well, you know, Mercury retrograde represents that we can have more communication challenges and it might be better for you to wait to ask for your raise with your boss until after mercury retrograde (laughs) and um oh my god this woman you know two weeks later she went off at me that i ruined her life and her career because i told her to wait until after mercury retrograde and i'm like what does this mean for her and you know am i just you know creating bad karma for myself by trying to tell people to be more cautious or take their time. So we really have to, you know, it's like how we phrase things so we're not instructing people what to do, but showing alternatives, possibilities, saying something might make things easier without making things definite. Gotcha. And some readers want to make things difficult by Mm -hmm. saying definite things, and then I'm like... I call myself sometimes a Band-Aid psychic because people will come to me and they'll be crying because somebody said something that, 
you know, I've got to put a Band-Aid on it and try to lance it and fix it so that it's not like a definite in their mind where they're they're feeling like the wrong thing was said and it's hurting their life. So, so, so you're the you're the you're the equivalent to TLC's Doctor Pimple Popper, except you are <laughs> the tra- the Tantra Popper. Listen, we've got to I'm take. Sorry, our, that's so funny, Rob. We've got to take our break. We'll be back as we wrap up this hour here in the X one with our guest this hour, Cooch Daniels. Once again, if you'd like to uh, visit Cooch's website, cybermystic.com, and to contact Cooch for a one-on-one consultation, send her an email. Her email address is mysticarts, the number four, the alphabet U. That's mysticarts for you at yahoo.com. I'm Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon. We'll be back wrapping up this hour on the other side of this break. Don't go away. And welcome back, everyone. Before we get back to Cooch, I'd just like to tell you about some of the other shows that are available for you on the Exxon Broadcast Network at www.xzbn.net. We have Too Good to Be True with Justina and Peter Marsh. We have Connecting with Coincidences with Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD. Let me see. Mission Evolution with Gwilda Wiecka. IMS, or Imagine More Success with Cindy Hendricks and Thomas Hydes. K. Cal Korf and Cal's Corner know the name with Shron Lynn Wyeth, and they are just some of the many programs we have available for you, 724-365, with our compliments at www.xzbn.net. And for all the program information about the X-Zone TV channel on Simul TV, all you need to do is go to www.simultv.com, click on the Channels button, go down to the X-Zone TV channel, and it will tell you what is on that day and how you can actually watch what we're broadcasting on that channel. Cooch Daniels is my guest, Exxon Nation. Her website is Misty Carts. I'm sorry. Her website is cybermystic.com. And her email address is mystycarts4u at yahoo.com. First of all, Cooch, always a great pleasure having you on the show. Thanks so much for sharing your time with us. And congratulations on your new book, and I can hardly wait until we, uh, we see it, Sacred Mysteries, The Chakras Oracle. Wow, you are one busy lady. And how many books all told have you written? Oh, I, I think it's going up to like, I don't know if it's seven or eight at wow. this point. I have to count. But I love writing. I can tell. But I, I want to leave with one thought. And first of all, I really love being on the, the show with you, Rob. You're just a doll. And oh, thank, thank you for inviting me. But I want to leave a note with your audience, which is the fourth chakra is the heart chakra. And it's one of the most important chakras that we have. Mm-hmm. It's right next to the your actual physical heart. And the more that you can be at peace in your heart chakra, the healthier your your actual physical heart is. So you really want to work on like giving yourself permission to connect with inner love for yourself or for others, for forgiving people, for letting yourself feel compassion and love and letting that be a higher vibration because it keeps your you you more centered. It's the middle 
chakra right between the upper ones and the lower ones. So if you're balanced in your heart chakra, you're more physically balanced in your body. Your heart is actually healthier as well. So there's better chance for you to have a healthier being. So try to focus, you know, this thing, love, and that we're all about love. The more you can vibe on love, the higher your vibration is within your being and the more inner, inner healthy, the inner peace. If, you know, there's so much good energy that comes when you feel love. So I, I just want to say let your, let your energy focus on the fourth chakra and to be loving yourself as well as others. And that'll give you more peace of mind. Peace of mind gets rid of stress. It makes us feel healthier. So, you know, if, the, if you're only going to focus on one chakra, the fourth chakra is definitely a valuable a place to start learning about the chakras and the energy. With all the different chakras, is there one way that we can put them all into balance at the same time, or do they have to be individually worked on? The sixth chakra, which is the third eye, Mm -hmm. the Ajna chakra, it's right in the middle of your forehead, that's called the master control chakra. So if you you want to try to get them all in balance, you want to be working on your sixth chakra, which is actually like the step to your seventh chakra. It's the one right beneath it where you you leave what we consciously know because you can't get to the seventh chakra, which is where we, our soul comes in and where it leaves our body and where we can actually awaken the thousand-petal lotus. It opens and we become one with God. So you don't, you don't leave the sixth chakra unless you're awakening. But if you can work on your sixth chakra, then you're working with your ability to awaken to your higher self. And that's the master controller for all of the other ones and having more balance in all of the chakras. Is there any age, called, is there any age when a person should start practicing how they can balance their chakras? That depends on the individual soul because okay. some souls come in and they're really advanced and they're already awake Mm-hmm. And some souls come in and, you know, they were a dog in the last lifetime and all they want to do is hump, 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 hump. And, you know, they're not thinking about awakening <laughs> because, you know, our animal nature, it's part of our being. And some people are more into animal and some people are more into their spirit or their psychological nature and trying to, like, learn things. So, it, you know, everybody has a different time of of when they want to tune into this kind of stuff. Right. There are people that are supposedly, I've heard this from some sages, not from myself, so it's hearsay, but there are people that are come in and they're really low energy and they actually are very violent and maybe even commit murder, but if they work on their chakras and then they can go into their higher chakras and awaken, they can become enlightened and become spiritual masters. So, you know, what age you start, it depends on your conscious awareness and when when does this stuff make sense? Because you have to want to work on yourself and learn about your inner self. And when does that happen? Some people never want to do it. They just want to go out and get drunk and party and, you know, not think about this stuff. And some people, they want to meditate, do yoga, learn about their inner self. And so it just depends on the person. It all, it, what it, age it, it can be, young or old. It sounds as if that this should be taught in the penal system where people have have the opportunity of making the changes in their life in order so that they don't become repeat offenders. And I, I think this would I be great. I think it's a great idea. Yeah. 
you know, if you could take that idea and, and make that a reality, I mm-hmm. think the world would become a better place and the people that are suffering in those systems and feeling hopeless and so much guilt and anger and I don't know the negative aspects that go along with being penalized. You know, if they could work on their inner self and become free within, they'll become liberated. Well, a a lot of people within the penal system find themselves with God. Others find themselves with Allah. Others find themselves uh, in in other... With the devil! ...different (laughs) philosophies, for lack of better words. So... Is it, does the practice of the chakras and, and aligning yourself and centering yourself, does this interfere with your established religious beliefs? Or does it work with them? It works with them. It, it doesn't have... It's, mm-hmm. The interesting thing about the Hindu philosophies or the tantric philosophies, they don't say become a Hindu or become a tantric master. You know, wherever, whatever religion you are, because you're working on yourself and it's your path. They're not trying to say become, become this other person and take this other path. You can take the tools that, that, or not take their tools, but if you take their tools, they're not saying take these tools to become a Hindu or a, a, you know, somebody other than yourself. You follow your own path, but these tools can help you. So you can be a born-again Christian and use these tools. But if, if you think that it's, like, against your religion, then, of course, you're not going to use the tool. So That's it, right. it's really up to you. How important is meditation in the entire scheme of life? That's a very spiritual question. Mm-hmm. And people meditate. Why do people meditate? They meditate to get rid of stress. Yeah. They meditate to try to have more inner clarity you have to ask the ask each person why they want to meditate at all, but meditation, because of where it comes from, and the practice of meditation is very connected with spiritual pursuits to to learn to be more inwardly in tune with your soul and your spirit and to awaken spiritually. So. Meditation is a very spiritual path, but people can use it to become a healthier being because they get rid of their stress, and it doesn't have to necessarily be spiritual. You know, I, I remember my younger days when I was in the Boy Scouts. A scout is clean in thought, word, and deed. So I, I would, you know, I would say to anyone out there who was looking, seeking, searching, that the answers that you're seeking for in this life can be found in the person on the other side of the mirror. Cooch, what are your final thoughts for today? We've got about a minute and a half. Leaving my final thoughts would be just to start every morning with giving yourself a positive affirmation Mm -hmm. that you are going to have the best day of your life and that you love the inner spirit that you, you carry within you and to communicate from that place with a heart full of love because that will make your day better. So I'm all about making each day really count to make it better because if each one of us has a better day, the world will be a better place. So focus on making joy one of your priorities. Cooch, let our listeners and know how Bob, they can... Thank do- you so much. Hey. I dearly love you. I love you too, Cooch. And tell our listeners how they can find out more about you and how they can make an appointment with you. Uh, if they want to know more about me, they can come to cybermystic.com. I've got 
lots of information about what I do, mm-hmm. and if they want to communicate with me, it would be um, Mystic Arts, the letter for the letter U at yahoo.com. That's information that's inside cybermystic.com, my website. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm floating through the universe and available to discuss whatever makes the world turn in a All right, Cooch, we've got to say so long for now. And until the next time we meet, take care of yourself, Cooch, and uh, thanks for being with us tonight. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye now. And ExoNation, if you'd like to find out more about Cooch, once again, her website is www.cybermystic.com. Her email is mysticartsforyou at yahoo.com. I'll be back on the other side of this break at six six and a half minutes past the top of the hour as the Exxon continues. Don't go away. The soul of summer in Columbus. The long weekends, the return of festivals, the connection with friends on a rooftop under the stars. The just five more minutes while on an adventure with your tiny travelers. Long live summer and the exploration of Columbus's neighborhoods. Discover itineraries from your favorite Columbus residents like Jenny Britton and Coyote Peterson and learn how to make this summer one to remember. Plan every detail, every minute of summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash live forward.